Welcome to episode 222 of The Digital Life, a show about our insights into the future of design and technology. I'm your host, John Follett, and with me is founder and co-host Dirk Niemeyer. Greetings, listeners. For our podcast topic this week, we're going to discuss some of the dangers of hacking uh, robot systems. As you might expect, the rise of robotics in manufacturing and other industrial activities also means a rise in possible attacks. Of course, a successful hack of industrial robots comes with the potential for some dire physical outcomes. So recently, security researchers have demonstrated that there are unpatched vulnerabilities uh, in a variety of industrial robot models, including collaborative robots, which we've talked about on the show before. Uh, the idea with collaborative robotics is essentially that people will be able to work together with robots uh, in uh, environments such as manufacturing or in a warehouse. Uh, and the robot is uh, able to sort of be side by side with a human being and not be in some restricted area uh, where in industrial robotics typically have been um, been found. So with collaborative robotics, uh, human beings can sort of very easily uh, teach robots how to do certain tasks and then work side by side with them. The danger, of course, is that these are still sort of mighty machines and they're very heavy uh they could be you know using uh other pieces that could be you know sharp or blunt or what have you in in the process of uh whatever it is they're doing and ultimately it comes down to the software that is uh and and the sensors and the information that's coming into the software that is protecting the human beings that are around uh, this collaborative robot. Uh, so these industrial robots can be compromised in ways that, that could cause human beings bodily harm. Um, so one research firm uh, showed some vulnerabilities, uh, which included um, uh, some of the control protocols and susceptibility to, to physical attacks, which uh, I imagine is is not unexpected, but uh, is alarming insofar as every uh, in advancement it seems uh, that we have in in areas of automation also come along uh, along with uh, the potential for those advancements to be used for for ill. So so given you know that that recent news that that there are unpatched vulnerabilities, Dirk, uh, you know what's your What's your take on the uh, uh, the state of hacking robotics and and how people sort of move forward with uh, you know this additional uh, and perhaps uh, sort of purposely created danger? Yeah, we've talked a lot about security on the show, and you know, right now, um, online security, digital security, it's it's woeful. It's it's woeful, and. This is just another context and one that's you know particularly troubling around where where exploits can happen, right? I mean, the 
one of the stories you sent, you know, the headline was something breathless, like, you know, killer death robots, <laughs> sort right. of thing, which are in the news a lot. And I mean, maybe as we're, you know, after we talk about this a little, we should pivot to killer death robots more, more generally. Um, but you know, the, the idea that I'm a worker in a plant and also in the plant are robots. There currently are now, it's not like this is some new thing. We've had big industrial robots for a while. Um, but the, the uh, security vulnerabilities and allow someone outside the plant to make that robot behave in a way so that I'm physically harmed or, or perhaps even killed. And uh, it's, you know, it's uh, unfortunate that uh, companies spend a lot of money on these technologies, uh, such as robots, industrial robots, in order ultimately to save money and create efficiency, but they don't necessarily um, deploy them in a way that is is responsible. So it's, I mean, you know, for me, it's just another, you know, it's another example of sort of capitalism at its worst. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in 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 the fact that we seem to be repeating at least some of the uh, errors of the personal computing age, which, of course, uh, for me was, you know, when I was a teenager, sort of uh, getting to know computers uh, as, you know, these uh, things that were no longer mainframes, but that sat in your um, home office or whatever and could do, you know, certain things more efficiently. Uh, it seems like the same sort of security issues that were uh, present, you know, at, at the beginning of of the internet age, and then you know, certainly at the begin beginnings of the uh, sort of the the mobile age, um, all of these um, sort of uh, I I don't know how how to frame it properly, but it, it's it's not naivete, but it's 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 this this technological uh, hopefulness that uh, this time. Uh, the the um, the things that we're doing are not going to be subject to the same le- level of failure and danger and um, you know possible uh, detrimental effects that that these previous te- uh, technologies have. So, for example, um, I, I can't tell you how uh, how many times you know I I look at my parents' computer and say, oh, you know, you're antivirus isn't up to date you're you know uh or or you you look at someone's computer and and you realize it's infected with uh with something um Mm -hmm. and and all of these you know this is this is predictable right so so this is behavior that like we know that there are bad actors who are going to try to manipulate uh, technology in either for their own gain or for for mischief, right? So we know this is the case, uh, but this march towards deploying uh, ever increasing amounts of technology without sort of the proper uh, security vetting or without um, continuous, you know, patching of these of these software programs, you know, it's it's borderline ir- irresponsible, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's you know, I I realize that that people want to get products to market, and that there are benefits for any number of these uh, systems. But as as we've said many times before, once you expose it to uh, outside inputs via the internet or other you know other networks, internal networks, uh, you you're you're asking for it, um, and and there's going to be some smart. 
um, person who who figures out how to how to penetrate your particular technology, whether it's the robotics we're talking about today, or you know uh, wearables, or uh, you know the Internet of Things controlled smart city systems, right? These these attack surfaces are just begging uh, to be hacked. Yeah, you know, whenever there's emerging technologies, an issue with those technologies, I think back to the original Jurassic Park and the Jeff Goldblum character, Dr. Ian Malcolm, and his line was, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. And, it, you know, it's it's the notion of we just sort of barrel headlong into what is possible without thinking, without A, fully thinking about the ramifications, but then B, not being responsible and diligent in um, anticipating some of the possible problems and investing in preventing some of the possible problems and the 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 um, risk to consumers or employees, you know, individuals, is that there's um, th- there's a, a, a sheen of um, safety when a company uh, puts something out. When a company says we have this these giant industrial robots, they're massively expensive. They obviously are a very you know high technology. Um, spend a, a bunch of money to put it in to your plant and save a ton of money. Uh, there's 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 the human um, I don't know if instinct is the right word, maybe bias of of just sort of taking for granted that oh yeah of course you know of course these are secure right I mean why would I even think about security I mean these they've obviously spent spent a ton of money on this they're the experts they know what they're doing but they don't necessarily they've barreled forward they're trying to do cool things as quickly as possible be first to market and win the market and. And all of these, um, you know, sort of, sort of, uh, you know, capitalism-driven things, uh, not being most mindful about, um, you know, what are what are the consequences? I mean, should we should we be doing this thing at this pace in this way, or could you know could something uh, bad come of it? Yeah, I, I I think as as part of that, the um, you know, and you you mentioned uh, emerging technologies, sort of in, in the broader context. Um, there, there are so many technologies that are network enabled, uh, internet enabled, uh, what have you. I mean, we've, we've, uh, the aforementioned robotics, uh, uh, obviously, uh, all the connected systems of the Internet of Things, our mobile devices, our desktop computers, um, you know, all these services that we rely on, and increasingly so. Um, all of them need to be secured, uh, you know, in one, in one way or another. And and I think we're, uh, I I won't say we're we're on the cusp of you know an age where we're deploying more um, uh, more technology than we can possibly secure. But it it sure feels like we're we're dancing close to the edge here. So so when you see uh, Cisco Systems or uh, some of these uh, these other large companies predict, you know, tens of billions of connected uh, internet uh, devices uh, uh, over the coming decades. So tens of billions of devices, uh, you know, including uh, robots, in- including uh, things like uh, uh, smart cities. Uh, you begin to realize that um, our, the physical nature of our interactions uh, with the internet are only increasing. And, and because of that, I think the danger of something uh, catastrophic happened, happening is, is also increasing. So uh, with robots, for instance, these, these are, uh, you know, hundreds of pounds. This, this is not, you know, my computer has a virus and, and my, uh, 
uh, data might be at risk. This this is risk of serious bodily harm. Uh, same thing with you know connected traffic flow systems for smart cities, right? Uh, the, these are severe physical consequences, which have not really been vetted in the same way. I mean, when when people get a a, a computer virus, there's there's serious data breaches, of course, uh, which can have negative impacts on your on your privacy, on your bank account, on your you know if it's embarrassing information on on your reputation. Uh, but there is no grievous uh, bodily harm coming out of a, a computer virus, or at least none that you know I'm aware of. We're talking about physical uh, physical danger now, which I think ups the ante. Sure, sure. And I mean, you know, going back to, to the, the, the comment I made about the, the it being sort of guised under the killer death robots moniker, I think there's a lot of fear mongering going on right now with uh, with AI and robotics. And, um, you know, the, in the context of these industrial robots, we had the sort of breathless headline and then text in the article about uh, equating these to killer death robots. And then we have Elon Musk again this week, um, you know, sort of always in the news um, warning, wanting, um, if I, if I remember correctly, wanting there to be, um, basically a global ban on the development of killer death robots. Again, that's the, that's the language. And I think it really, um, I think, I think that that language in general is really confusing for people because there's an assumption of killer death robots being, being like a being, like being this thing that is going to, of its own volition and control indiscriminately, be killing things. And we're a long way away from, from that. I mean, the killer death robots in the context of this robotics article and in the context of what's sort of more immediately available to uh, a national military are things that a, are basically um, machines that a human could take control of and have the machine behave in ways that result in the death of someone. Now, um, that is certainly still a bad thing, but um, it's a far cry from the sort of science fiction, scary, scary killer death robots thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm just sort of generally troubled by all of the, 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 breathless, um, the breathless propaganda around the, the, the co-opting, the um, manipulation of these devices to do damage as if they're, they're these you know, killer death robots of, of the future. Sure. Yeah. And, and I think that's part of the reason why we have these discussions is is to really sort of tease apart the, uh, you know, what's what's an actual problem or what's, you know, the actual uh, reality of these technologies versus uh, what is is the hype cycle. Right. So, uh, I mean, we only have to look so far as to uh, mentions of Internet of Things over the past two years to know that there's an extreme <laughs> Uh, level of uh, attention being paid in the media uh, to uh, to that particular technology, and if if it gets clicks, I mean it's 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 more likely to be written, right? So, uh, killer death robots is is a much more clickable topic than uh, industrial workers could be harmed in, in a physical way by a. Uh, uh, a hack of collaborative robotics um, that's not quite as interesting a headline and and no one would click on that uh, so so we do have that that problem as well and you know couple that with the fact that uh, most most folks are probably 
not going to be well versed in a variety of these, of, uh, of these technologies and so won't know the difference um, uh, between a a breathless headline about technology that's that's dangerous versus you know a uh, uh, a more conservative warning, right? So uh, the the believability of the uh, the hyped up headline is is uh, is likely to be high because people may just not know what the possibilities are. Uh, regardless, it's. Uh, uh, Definitely a time where uh, we do need to take take a close look at at how secure uh, our systems are for new technologies, especially uh, as we were discussing today the uh, the realm of robotics uh, in industrial settings. Well, to your point, I mean, we should somewhere in the title of this episode put the words "killer death robots" to get those extra clicks for ourselves. <laughs> Or or killer death robots or not right will be the uh, will will be the headline. Listeners, remember that while you're listening to the show, you can follow along with the things that we're mentioning here in real time. Just head over to thedigitallife.com. That's just one L in the digital life, and go to the page for this episode. We've included links to pretty much everything mentioned by everybody. So it's a rich information resource to take advantage of while you're listening or afterward if you're trying to remember something that you liked. You can find The Digital Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, and Google Play. And if you want to follow us outside of the show, you can follow me on Twitter at John Follett. That's J-O-N-F-O-L-L-E-T-T. And of course, the whole show is brought to you by Involution Studios, which you can check out at GoInvo.com. That's G-O-I-N-V-O.com. Dirk? You can follow me on Twitter at dneemeyer. That's at D-K-N-E-M-E-Y-E-R. And thanks so much for listening. So that's it for episode 222 of The Digital Life. For Dirk Niemeyer, I'm John Follett, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>